All right. We've got, we're good. Joe, Joe Garcia is here with me, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, I didn't kick off the podcast songs or anything like that. Matter of fact, I think I will. We're going to play it right in the background. Matter of fact, we're have, Joe doesn't hear it right now, and I don't hear it right now because we're actually, I'm going to post production this, and that would have put some Christmas music in here. So, Mary, first of all, I want to say, everybody, Merry Christmas to you. You guys are probably listening to this on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or a little bit after. Happy New Year. Um, Joe, you want to say anything to them? Yes, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy uh, everything else. Uh, crazy year, but we are getting through it together. Yes. And uh, let's uh, let's keep pushing forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, Joe Garcia is going to be coming on you know, a little bit more often because you guys requested that Joe come on and, and you guys told me that. And I know, Joe, you've been told too as well that you they really enjoy your your point of views. So I, I'm going to bring you more on. And matter of fact, I, I'm not bringing you. They are bringing you on. This is, this is the people's podcast. You know what I mean? This is the PDR people's podcast. And I listen to my listeners and they want more of Joe Garcia. They want Joe Evo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, maybe they just like to hear the, the train wreck un- unfurl, you know, or uh, uh, cautionary tales of what not to do, right? You, you know what I think it is? Because people can relate to you that you're not trying to be, oh, yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't get my butt kicked out. You know, I'm, I'm this and I'm that. You know, I, I take out every dent 100%. And I'm not saying there's people out there that deliberately say that. But, but in your tone, you're not trying to be right all the time. That's very important, you know, um, even though I'm, I'm a little bit at fault at that. I have to be honest with, with myself and then with you. I think that people, PDR techs, I'm just saying people, just people in general, they need to know that nobody's perfect, you know, and you're a tech that's been out in the real world for a very long time and you say it how it is. You, I, and yeah. I think a lot of people respect that they, and you're not trying, you're very humble and you're not, again, I just respect that myself. And I think that's, that's, that it, it, what I was going to say, it, it makes me kind of sit back and go, wait a minute, Mike, you know, look at Joe and take, take a step, a breath back and just kind of like smell the roses, dude. You know what I mean? That's, and that's, that's why, I, that's why I enjoy your company on here. Cool, man. Cool, man. I, well, listen, dude, <laughs> I could say all the same things about you, bro, and, and I, that's not to blow steam here, but, I mean, uh, we all have been, a, I think I think part of being a dent repair technician, I mean, it's very challenging. You know, it's really challenging. And then you become, uh, you become like a little hero in your little circle along the way. And, you know, the people that you serve they end up you know really impressed with your skills and 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 sometimes it can go to our head and and i certainly have been there in my career it's just i've been doing it for so long that you know i i don't want to go on a tangent again here and but i can tell you like in the phases of my career what motivated me to to get better and to progress and a lot of times it was my ego and it got me, it got me along pretty good, but it also got me into some trouble. And I don't, I'll be honest, you know, I, I, 
I, was, I had my ass handed to me a few times, and, and that humbles you. It's good for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. When, when I, I agree. I agree, Joe. That's why we're here and we, help, we have this podcast to help people feel like they're not alone. You know what I mean? Uh, whatever you've thought or you've been through, people, we, we've been there. We, regardless, personal, you know, pe- unfortunately, people passing all the way to, you know, this COVID-19 stuff. And we're going to, and far as like people are like, well, what's your topics? Well, our topics are, one of them was, is, is a PDR tech. If you see a PDR tech struggling, mainly a newbie, or maybe he could be a veteran, are you, and you know it, and he's kind of reaching out, are you going to help him or are you going to let him struggle? Because there's pros and cons to both of that. And I know there's fear for both ways. And then the other topic is where we're going to talk about, what was my other topic, Joe? <laughs> MTE. Oh, yeah, MTE. Yeah, MTE. See, we're going to talk about MTE. Listen, I, I'm really on the fence, and then we're going to talk about the details of why I'm on the fence. And Joe, I'm going to hear from you. I don't know. You haven't given me an answer to let me know if you were thinking about going or not, and if you were, why? If you're not, why? Let's talk about that or, or talk about from the outside perspective and sure. then we'll get into some happy thoughts what do you think absolutely man let's uh let, let's get the the uh controversial stuff out of the way first <laughs> and then we'll talk about happy stuff right yeah cool and, and we'll talk about another a new a couple new tools that i've that i acquainted or acquired um so we'll talk about that and in your thoughts too because i know you're not a a big new tool guy joe so you're kind of like a Vince D'Alessandro. You, you make the tools, <laughs> you make your tools that you've had for a long time work. And we'll get your thoughts a little bit on that if we have time. How's that? Okay. All right. Okay. Good. So you're talking about like the guy that, you know, is really roughing things up and, uh, and he's reaching out to you for help. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm, listen, here, here's, here's my, here, let me set the story, set it up. So you see somebody out there and, and I, I know who I am because that's why I do these podcasts, but you see somebody in your, and I'm talking in your own area, I'm not talking about outside, in your own area and they're, they're struggling. They're not direct coming to you directly and saying, hey, Joe, I need help and can you help me start my business? They're not, I'm not talking that way. I'm talking that Maybe you run into them. Maybe you have you share a dealership with them or an account, or maybe you have you just you're 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 coming behind them and you're seeing customers like, man, I I almost didn't want to, you know, this has happened to us, all of us. And Joe, you you shared some of this stuff as well. You know, yeah. I almost gave up on PDR, but you know, luckily you saved it. You know, I didn't know if PDR could be fixed like that. So you start seeing more and more of this person work. Now I'm talking, would you reach out to somebody who's legit, legitimately trying to get better or trying to hack? Now that there's, there's two different scenarios there, but let's say the person that he is or she is really trying to get better. Are you willing to reach out and help them or you're not? And why? Okay. Um, that's, that's a good question, man. Cause inevitably I think it happens to everybody. Um, 
and we end up uh, we have to we're faced to make a choice obviously and I think it's like anything you know because I've done both I've helped some people that I shouldn't have helped and then on the other hand I've helped others in less ways and turned out to be a good working relationship you know or at least you know a friendly competitor um well, give me, give like me, anything. give me what happened. Give me the scenarios from, from the, when okay. the one that didn't work out that you helped. Well, the the one that didn't work out, uh, one that comes to mind anyway, um, was somebody that. Um. Okay. Let me backtrack a little bit because this person wasn't a hack by any means. You know, it was actually a really good dent technician, and and I, I just, I think I. Uh, I tried to help a little too much and, and long story short, the person ended up going sideways on me because they, I sent them to go do a job. And next thing I know, uh, they're working with that client regularly. <laughs> I found that out. I heard it through the grapevine, but that's kind of a different story because I think we're talking about somebody who's really jacking up cars, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, no, no, no. Hold on. I, I mean, let's back up this up though, because I think, I think it really has to do with the character. I mean, to, to, before you, I wouldn't say go out and help somebody and go out of your way to help somebody. I would, I think what we'd have to do first is, is kind of get to know a person see if how sincere they are. Because I have a couple of guys in my own area. Believe me, I mean, I've tested them. You know, I, I want to see their character. I want to see their reviews. I want to see what kind of, you see, I, I look back, but of course, Joe, I know in the early days, there really wasn't all that big resources, but you'd have to do face to face work with somebody and kind of get to know them, you know, but even then it's not guaranteed because Joe, I guess what it comes down to is when it comes to money, people act funny. Yes, it's true. It's true. And you know, I, you know, it's like anything, dude. Like we are in, we're more than just dent repair technicians, you know, or, or entrepreneurs. We're, we're opportunity evaluators, you know, uh, every day, some little opportunity comes your way in, in a different form, shape or form, you know, and, and not just in dents or dent customers, but in relationships and little opportunities here and there. And we have, we're forced to choose, to evaluate this opportunity and, you know, break it down in like an instant way. And, and, and then we move forward or we walk away from it. Right. And like going back to that situation that I kind of touched on with that person, you know, that guy was just trying to feed his family. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I forgive him. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge account or anything by any means. And that person, cause I know he probably is listening to this podcast. And I still care about that guy. I still love that guy. You know, he, he was a friend of mine, you know, but I can't work with him. Yeah. You know? Well, you can't, you, you, that, you, once you break the trust, right? I mean, it's very hard to get that break, back, right? It's, it's very hard to do that. You know, I, I see it as like somebody's trying to, like, you're, it's like they're hacking at your tree, man. Like at the roots of your tree and, you know, you're trying to grow this tree and, you know, nurture it. And, and they're trying to take what's yours. But, you know, again, though, 
the guy was trying to feed his family. And, and to be honest with you, had, I have to take accountability for my own actions in, first of all, choosing to help a person, you know, somebody else. And then what were my uh, intentions? My intentions were that I wanted to help this guy for, on one end because I wanted to help him. But I, it wasn't just totally out of uh, altruistic, you know, charitable, you know, Mr. Angelic Joe Garcia over here. It was also because I had a motive, and that was I wanted to eventually, when I had enough leads in business, I wanted to have be able to rely on him to pick up some of the slack. Yeah. For, for, you know, I, I wanted him to become a Dent Evo technician. Well, they, they, that's what, this is why I bring you on because you are so transparent, Joe. I mean, you, you had expectations about, you know, how he was going to help flourish your, build your, help you grow your business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, plus I, I, I can go on tangents, you know, that. <laughs> Um, people want to hear like, right come on this is real uh, this is this is this is the i personally think this is one of the realest podcasts out i mean yes there are some real there are some newer podcasts coming out and gosh it's awesome especially john vadine matter of fact you give him a shout out but he's coming out yeah. with a new dent reapers coming out with the podcast but honestly hey. honestly this is we, we we don't want to sugarcoat anything joe I no mean, you know we don't I mean? man no, we don't. And and honestly, dude, I mean, I've been I've put a lot of thought into this and exactly what you're saying right now about being transparent because we are in that age, dude. We're we're in the information age. This December um, was a little bit slow in the in the first half, and uh, so I took the time to start you know working on my website again and stuff. And, and again, long story short, here it forced me to really look at what I'm doing here and what kind of content do I want to put out there to the public to educate the consumers about PDR. And I was really starting to think, you know, it, it's confirmed to me after doing that reviewing and research, like the people want to see now at this point, they don't want to see vague in anything, whether they're shopping for PDR or whether they're, I believe PDR professionals who are listening to podcasts they they want transparency man like because it's there it's available we have the the means to give that to people so why not just lay it all on the line and let people decide okay i like this or i don't like this i'm going to listen to this podcast or i'm I'm not going to listen to that one because i don't like what they're talking about or whatever you know i think that's how i i think it's beautiful because we're we're in a awesome time you know imagine us mike in 1975 and we wouldn't be pdr guys we'd be plumbers or something right you and i would have never met you'd be down in san diego cranking on some pipes and i'd be up here in you know claremont and you know working on whatever but we'd be so isolated yeah yeah and maybe it'd be better and simpler in some ways but we would have never been having these conversations and and then on top of that in a way where others could listen and learn and then eventually give their input as well and then it comes full circle and we learn from that right do, do you think do you think joe that you would 
if you had another opportunity again, I mean, I know you'd be a lot more hesitant, but would you even consider it? Like if somebody, like a new guy came out and, and don't come to Joe's area. I'm not saying this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, yeah, come on in. I'm just the question again, I guess, I guess let me, let me do my take too, Joe. I mean, um, yes and no. I mean, I'm kind of right. That's a, this is, I mean, gosh, I'm, I'm with my own question. It's a rock and a hard place, right? Because right. we all have this fear that if we get another tech. That's just another competitor. And, and, that, and that's just possibly taking a job or two or more a week away from me. You know, that could be 500 to a thousand dollars, whatever it is. Yeah. But what is the consequences of that? If you let him go out there and chew stuff up or her, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be correct here. And yeah. what happens if they're just putting a bad name out there and then people just think that that's how PDR is, you know, or the, or worse yet, here's another thing. The, I rather almost have bad tech, but he charges more than a good tech that charges less, who's lowballing the industry. And there's plenty yeah. of them out there. That's that's the part that really kind of, I'd rather have yeah. the, the bad tech, to be honest with you. Right, right. It's, it's frustrating when that happens. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I agree. The bad techs make us look better. And it justifies our costs better, too. Uh, they make you look like a hero, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. But, I mean, I mean, what do you give any words of I encouragement think, to anybody? Like, what, what, what's your words of encouragement to, you know, someone's uh, who's? I listen. I I work with a couple a couple guys I know. Well, Dent. Uh, I matter of fact, I associate myself. You know, two of both of them, Corey, and and Matt from Dent's Done Right. Yep. Right, they both pretty much yep. right in my backyard. And yeah. man, we get along like two peas in a pod. I knew it, man, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because they're they're good dudes, and and I always we always meet up, and and I always think about like how does that work for Mike? You know, you know, you got these really good techs, and and they're they're right in your neighborhood, and it, it works. You know what? I feel like I said I feel like we're here's here's I've said this probably in one of my past podcasts. But I'd rather get to know my competitors, you know, I'd rather know who they are as a person than the not, because there's two things. When you don't know them, you're more likely to, I wouldn't say screw them. That's not what I'm, that's not the word, but you, you have no, shall I say, no conscience, right? It's easier. Some people are built like that. They know that they don't want to know anybody because it makes them feel guilty if they do. But it works both ways because when they know you and they know you you have good character, it's hard to step on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it basically what I'm trying to say is that there is mutual respect when techs have good character and they treat each other like professionals. And they don't go, right. you know, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to go into your account or I'm going to deliberately talk smack about you so I can get the job. Right. That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm referring to. Now I know yeah. some of you listeners are like, I would never try to make friends with my competitors. It's just, that's just out of bounds. That's not for, you know, that's not the way I would go. And I, 
I totally respect that too as well. But I, I think, and sometimes that might bite you in the butt because of people, they, they, they might think that you're very standoffish. And, and so there's, there's no, shall I say, they, there's no really conscience or regret for them to, you know, go after you in, in a certain way. So I don't, I, that's the way I think. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm built the way I am. Yeah. I just feel like what you put out is what you get back. That's, and I know that there's times, Joe, that, that you will get stepped on. Well, I've gotten stepped on. Don't, tell, don't get me wrong. I have. Um, and I don't get along with every single person here in this San Diego. And I'm not going to freaking mention any names, dude. So right. Right. one in particular, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, you know, man, I think, uh, it's just a case by case basis. I, I think it's always good to do what you're doing and get to know your competitors. And yeah, like you said, Mike, you find out what their character is like, and what are their intentions with the PDR? And then, and then also, you know, you know, you make friends that way on one end, but then also you learn that this person is not the monster that you thought they were on the other end of things. Like yeah. you, you'll, you mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, you know, the, the hacks or the guys that are really just bad at PDR and you, once you find out that they're they're just a they're just at a different level, they're not. Maybe they just don't care. Maybe they're mediocre. Whatever, but it's not as impactful or dramatic in your life in your business as you as we make it out to be in the beginning. You know, it's always um, it's always it's always. I say we always build up this this thought right in our heads no matter what like when we were first doing pdr we think that the job we're going to go out it's going to be very very hard the customer's going to be super picky and and we're not going to you know it's just we build up this shall i say i wouldn't say fantasy this uh, this this fear it is, it is right? a fantasy and, yeah and, it's a fantasy and we and we try to real. live yeah we try to live through this 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 it's, I don't know. It's, a, it's like being in a dream slash nightmare. And that's why yeah. I think certain points that we don't get to a certain level because we talk ourselves out of it half the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've done that. We, we build a, a this false, false, you know, false security. Narrative. Yeah. False narrative, false insecurity. And we believe it. Right. And that's, that goes back to the same thing about, you know, what someone, commented on my um i think you, you might have read it joe i'm not sure maybe you did maybe you didn't so i put a price down again as you guys know i i, I try to do as much as i can i don't put an exact price what i charged for it i'll i'll put a price basically what my minimum would be and what my general idea would be for that particular dent so i give the customer an idea joe and i you and i talked about this off podcast before yeah. and yeah. So someone chimed in and says, I could never get that price in the Netherlands. And I in, said, in where? Netherlands, you know, like in he says, he doesn't get very much top dollar for that. And, okay. and I said, well, I've trained somebody, I think I mentioned that, but I've trained somebody in Netherlands and they're getting top dollar. But anyways, they, I said, <clears throat> I said, because you've got to educate them 
You know, I go for, you've got to believe in your service and value you offer. If you don't, neither will the customer. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. You build that false narrative. I'm never going to get that. Well, yeah. If you're going to tell yourself that and you're telling me that because you believe that, well, you're right. The customer is not going to believe you either. Right. Right. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, and I even believed that a, a lot. And uh, you know, so PDR did I, Joe. Guy. So did I. I think we all did. You know, you know. God damn it, yeah. we got to freaking make a, a statement. Sorry, I freaking. I got to mark that. No, man. <laughs> we got. We got to. We got to stand up ourselves. We can't be sitting there going, "Oh, you know, I wish I could get that price." Right. Uh, you know, I, I, I. When are you going to stop turning around? Most of us are in our forties or higher. I'm going to be fifty. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not working for eighties prices, not working for nineties pricing. No, man. No, it's uh look, I think here's the other side of this. I mean, we're, we're in a transition, man, you know, between what we talked about, like transparency is king now with consumers, all of us, we want transparency. And I can only imagine that the consumer with a dent in the car right now, is they want to see what it costs. They don't just want to see a before and after picture. They want to see what it costs and why does it cost that much. And I, and so what's happening is those of us who are getting the price guide pricing or close to it or more than that, it gives us more options to grow our business to be able to do serve our clientele even better. And what happens is we're able to, to project that out there. And, and I think what there's people being left behind, you know, and it's the guys that like what you said, the, the struggling dude. And that's why I don't, I really don't worry that much anymore about what my competitors are charging because as long as they're charging 1990s prices still, and some of these guys still are, dude. They're charging 65 bucks a panel, and that's all. I, they just can't wrap their head around around the the factors and the variables that that they can use. But because they've made up their mind, like you said, with that false narrative, PDR is cheaper than the body shop. You yeah, know, PDR and, and, is, a, and, is a fraction of the body shop, and that is a, a albatross around the neck. I think that they need to let that go. If they, I'm talking about anybody who wants to earn more and, and get those price event prices. I think you have to, you have to stop with the we're cheaper than the body shop. That's right. I, I threw that. I told a couple of years ago. I said, stop saying the word cheap, cheaper. That's a bad word. Yep. You know, it's yep. a choice, Joe. It's a choice. You know, I get people all, all the time. How do I get a mic? How do I grow, make more money? How, how can I, what, what do you got? What's your secret of making more money? I said, the secret is charge more. Believe in yourself and charge more. Yeah. Use a price guide system and justify it to your customer. It's pretty simple. And make sure you believe in yourself because if you don't, neither will your customer. You know, if you, think right. you're, if you think you're right or if you think you're wrong, you're right. You know what that's I mean? right. That's yeah, it I mean, is. That's right. I, um, 
I, I do hear, now that you say it, there's a lot of, and here's this kind of, man, let me, let me say this right. The conversation started about, do you help a struggling tech? And we, it was kind of more in the direction of somebody who's packing up cars, but I think that it can go into the direction of that they're struggling. Maybe they can do good work, but they're struggling to, they're, maybe they have conflict with pricing. And because this is something, Mike, that I hear a lot with, I talk, uh, like you, I talk with dent guys weekly, and many of them are good friends of mine now for years of chatting with, and and uh, and then some of them are, are friendly competitors too, and, and we have respectful conversations and stuff, but the one thing that I hear a lot is, is you know, I, I'm, you know, I can't get those kind of prices because I'm dealing with this kind of customer or I can't get this, those kind of prices because that, they would think I'm crazy or whatever. And I hear that conflict a lot. And I think, uh, I think they really, well, first of all, they need to understand that you and I struggle with that too. We have struggled with that. Cause we've been conditioned we, for so long through that way. Exactly. We, we conditioned ourselves, our mindset that way. Absolutely. That's how we were raised. And we like in our industry, we, we talked, we've talked before about like, it's like PDR is like the, is the, the stepchild of the body shop business, you know, the yeah. body shop industry. And, and we're like these like reject stepchildren and we're in the minds of the consumers and all the automotive industry for so long, we were just, we were the cheap alternative to body shops. Well, that's, that's, now, that's the bad thing about training these days, Joe, is like when majority of people who get trained, they, they just get trained to do dents. They don't get trained on how to run a business about dents, yeah. you know? Hey man, like how much, you know, I, I talk to my customer, my, my students all the time. I was like, I get estimates like, how much do you think this would be? And they just guess. And I said, that's the wrong way. What do you mean? Like you're, you're asking me. I said, well, how are you going to explain that to the customer? I didn't know. I don't know. I go, this is how you're going to do it. I get advanced yep. texts that come in and they, they don't, I just want to test to see how they're, how they're responding to their customer. Majority of everybody doesn't justify anything. They just spit out a number. Yep. And yeah, of course you're going to get shot down and asked. And that's why that's, you know, everything's a choice, Joe. I mean, if, if you want to neglect on trying to make your business better, then, then you're going to get everything that, that, that that comes to you and, and more. I I just don't know how to explain that, dude. And you're right. Can we've been conditioned in a certain way for a while, long time? And I don't know, man. It, I I I sound a little bummed about it because I see people say the same thing. I can't get that. That will yeah. stop. Stop believing and can't, dude. Right. I think I read I read a um, post on one of your or a comment on one of your posts a long time ago when we started putting the pricing up. And so maybe like last year or something, I don't know. But, and there was a gentleman that posted something about like, I, when do you think he was, I felt bad for him. He was actually asking you, when do you think prices will rise up to that level in my area? And I forget where he said he was. And it was, you know, somewhere that wasn't metropolitan or, but 
I remember feeling bad because I was thinking, you know, I, and I should have said it, but it's like, look, where I live, Mike, I, I told you where I live. I live, I live in Claremont, California, Southern California. We're on the outskirts of LA. We're, we're like very, we're still LA County, but we're on the very outer perimeter. So we border into an area that's called the Inland Empire. And my area is blue collar, like all blue collar. Um, by all rights, I shouldn't be getting these kind of prices. You know, and I don't always get those kind of prices either. But the thing is, I could say the same thing that these guys are saying. Oh, you know, I could say, Mike, when, when do you think the prices will come up in my area? And, dude, you are the authority. You're the one who has to say, look, and I'm, I'm talking to all of us here. Like, I need, I'm the authority. I need to say, look, this is what this costs. And here's what's going into it. But I also have to be able to, once again, demonstrate the value of what I'm doing. And what better way to do that? Now we have all these tools at our, at our disposal that just the phone alone, you know, with, the, with these awesome cameras. Uh, you, and then the Internet, you know, be able to put it on there on social media, or your website. I mean, sky is the limit to demonstrate value to the type of consumer that you want to serve. That's right. And, and, but you have, to, you, you have to know what kind of problems that's you're right. trying to solve right. and who, who you're serving. And, and I, I hate to say who you're serving because then it sounds like the other thing is people say, a lot of guys or people in our industry that say, well, yeah, you're doing, you know, Ferraris and stuff. And no, no, I, I'm doing Sentras and Corollas, man. You know, but it's about the needs of that person, that car owner, whatever they're, whatever they're driving. Are they somebody who values their factory pain? Is it somebody who values the convenience of the fact that I could go into their driveway today and in two, one, two, three hours, even if it takes me all friggin' day dude, to do this dent on this midline car i got it done for them in their driveway it, and they didn't have to go to the body shop they didn't have to rent a car they didn't have to file a claim their premium didn't go up and their resale value stays up and it got it done just like that that's right I, that's there's i don't know of very many I, I think i'm repeating myself now because i've said this in another podcast no i know here, but, he, here's but the I'm deal Joe. Again. go ahead go ahead just finish your statement go I, ahead. I don't I don't think I don't know of any other service services that off the top of my head that 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 offer that much in so little time. I, I really don't. Well, I think you I think you pretty much you, you said something like a key. I'm going to paraphrase though. You know, basically, you have to understand who your customer is, who what kind of customer you want. You know, do you think Tesla is trying to go after people who drive motorcycles or, or you know, a, a certain type of person? Do you think Apple, or do you think Louis Vuitton is is trying to attract people who have a certain income or a smaller income? No, they, every every one of these successful companies understand their customer. They understand which customer they're trying to target. And once you understand, number one, understand what target, what customer you want, what, what are the, what are the consumer, what do they want in a repair? 
let's face it, when someone calls you, they've already decided they want to get the dent fixed or they're very highly, highly suggesting that they want to get it fixed. They're curious or they're committed. They want to get it fixed. It's your job to convince them that you are the company that can fix it and offer the value and justification of why you can fix it. If you don't get that right and you don't understand why your customer wants to spend their money on your company, you're dead if you don't understand that. That's why, sure. Joe, you're, you say, hey, that's why I, I, I show justify. You take your ruler. You, you show that one of your good videos you just did, too, on Instagram, which I really liked. You showed to me watching that video showed craftsmanship like you were making a tool making it work and you you did that, that kind of like oil can soft dent on the roof i think that's what it was is that what it was Joe? Yes. yes yep that's who it was it's Don't interesting it invested like i'm thinking as a consumer i'm like man this guy's like he's a macgyver man like this guy gets it done you know you that's what i'm just trying to say when i'm when i'm i don't stop thinking joe you're you're the same way i i don't stop thinking i'm like okay what else can i help educate the customer. That's why I do these time-lapse videos, you guys. I don't do it for you guys, even though you guys appreciate it, but I don't, and you guys get inspired, but I don't do it for you. I do it for my customers so they'll get more motivated. They'll trust, they'll build trust into me. And I educate them and help them understand why what we do and how we do it, and then give a price guide about what it's gonna cost in general idea. Those, like you said, Joe, those are the, some of the things they want to know. Yeah. You guys have to yeah, think I, outside the box and get creative. Like, really stop thinking about just the dent. Think about the consumer and be creative in how you can educate them. It's about education, ladies and gentlemen. It's not about, I did a dent, here's the before and here's the after. And not say anything. That doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're all both going on. I don't know if that's a rant or not, but <laughs> no, man, that's okay. It's, I can hear it in, in your voice. I can hear the passion behind it. And I, I think, you know, like I said, there's a lot of conflict right now. Um, I hear a lot of conflict in when talking to other dent repair professionals about pricing. And um, I find myself in kind of an awkward spot a lot of times because I feel like I'm, starting to try and I find myself starting to like be in this position of consoling the other person saying, look, you know, all that matters is that you, it was a win-win between you and your client, you know, and, and, and it's true at whatever the price is, but at the same time, I know what's happening with a lot of guys is it's just, uh, they're frustrated because they'll see, they'll see you posting prices that are beyond what they feel they could get for a job. Right. And so they feel like they're not making enough. And the, the bottom line is they, whenever I advocate using the Paul Corden price guide, and I use it in my own way, by the way, like there's certain factors that I stick to and there's some that I change the, percentage on or you know I refine it to what I feel comfortable using for my clientele um, but you know of course I'd want to get full max but the thing is is this 
the way that Paul designed it was that, again, I'm going to say, repeat myself here, is you, what you do is you present them with a high and heavy estimate with all the bells and whistles, everything that's, that, that is there in front of them. And then you allow them to, to decide how much they want to go with. And, and that's all I'm trying to get across when I talk with other uh, professionals, when I hear the conflict, is just that at least just give yourself and give them, give your customer the opportunity to get like the best work you can provide, if you think you can provide that. Now, again, that comes with the self-belief. You have to believe in yourself enough to be able to, that you can provide that level of, of work. And, and, I, and most people can when they allocate the right price and, and, and the right amount of time. I mean, think about it. I mean, if it took you, even a, a newbie technician, somebody who's maybe struggling with, you know, fixing a dent, if they got paid enough to, to stay there all day long on one ding, I know that sounds unrealistic, but hypothetically speaking, they could probably do the best work they could ever imagine doing. And suddenly they're in another realm. Yeah. Well, here's my thing, Joe. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm getting better and better at closing these bigger jobs. Now, right. you guys got to, like I said, you got to step out of, like, like, interacting with a customer is like training a PDR tech from scratch. Think about it that way. When you're training, like if I'm training a PDR tech, you guys know I train for a living as well. I don't think, I not, I have to take myself out of all the elements that I am in, meaning I can't take, think that he assumes to hold a tap down a certain way or how he should, or she should move the board or how they should look at the reflection. All these small details make a big difference. So when I'm talking to a customer, I want to assume that they know nothing. That's what I need to assume. Have you made a claim? Are you thinking about making a claim? No, I haven't. I was thinking about paying out of pocket. Okay, did you know it was going to be about this, this such and such and much? No, I didn't. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll have these options for you. You can pay out of pocket for this much, or you can open up a claim, and we can see what we can do for your deductible. What is your deductible? Well, it's 500 Well, this is going to be a $1,700 repair. I'll tell you what. We can meet you halfway with your deductible. That way, you're only coming out $250 instead of $890 out of pocket, or I'll handle it with the insurance, but I'm going to be end up charging that much. You see what I'm saying? So I yeah. get to know my customer. I get to know where they're coming from. I'm not going to just shoot a number out and hope I friggin' hit the target and hope they, they, they say, yay. I, that's, right. that's shooting in the dark, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You that's have, right. again, that's, I, again, you have to understand your customer, right? Yeah, you have to understand your customer. You definitely, it helps to ask a lot of questions. And I think that's another challenge too, because these days you get a lot of, of most, a lot of consumers want to communicate just via text. And it's hard to get that information just from a text. I mean, it's easiest over the phone. And so if you can get them on the phone, that's still the best way. It is. It is. And I, part of everybody's program. When I see a big dent, big damage, and I know, well, it's going to be like, if I put in the Paul Corden or, you know, uh, the, um, you know, the MTRX, right. And use tactical, you know, John Hiley's, I know yeah. it's going to be, you know, over, 
you know, over a $600 repair or plus, my first question, ladies and gentlemen, is are you paying out of pocket or are you making it a claim? And then, and then if they're saying, well, I was thinking about paying out of pocket, do you mind if I speak to you on the phone? They generally will want to go ahead and talk to you. And that, that's how I handle it on those type of repairs, Joe. And people are like, how the hell are you getting that much money for? I'm not, it's no secret, ladies and gentlemen. This is what I'm doing. And I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm critiquing it. I'm getting better. I am. Nobody, back in the day, people said, there's no way you can be able to get your pricing through text message. You have to get on the phone. Not necessarily, yeah. people. Right. No, you don't. Right. So you just, I agree. you just have to understand and justify. I have links to like my repairs, my reviews. I justify things. Hey, I have a similar dent to that. Check it out. We're very confident we can make you very happy. Check a look at this, what we did for this per- person. I justify all the way through my text messaging. Now, right. if I feel like I could get on the phone, I'll ask them. But it's rare. It's rare because I honestly hate being on the phone. That's just me. I'm not yeah. a. I'm not a. Uh, what do you call it, Joe? Uh, uh, what's his? What, what's his? Keith. Keith loves. Oh, yeah. Keith. Keith loves Keith, being yeah. on the phone, dude. And I personally oh, can't do it. Yeah. Well, listen. I I think that I hear what you're saying and. And I think in most cases, it, you can do it over text, but there are the times where you have to do it on the phone. Yeah. And I had to, I literally had to do that uh, Monday with a Camry uh, customer, brand new Camry, and this door is high strength steel. And long story short, I, uh, you know, you couldn't. It looked like maybe an eight inch dent at the bottom of the door, and there were some high spots, but it could have been much bigger or much smaller. And I told him that, quite frankly. Also, I wanted to know. You know, are you looking for factory spec repair here or, or you just want to get the eyesore out? You know, and I had to know those things from him, you know, before I could just throw a price at him. He wanted me to just throw a price at him. And most of the time I can do that, give a range from a picture and along with, you know, a video that showcases a dent that looks like that, like his, and it shows how we price and assess and, you know, repair it and all that. But in this case, I really had to talk with him. And and, you know, he wants me to do it. So it worked out. But going back to, like, Keith, you know, you know, I would encourage your listeners to go on to PDR College. And I think they still have a forum. And I, if I'm not mistaken, and Keith did a really good um, program. It was called the Phone Skills Course, the PDR Phone Skills Course. And it, this is hours and hours of, of Keith just answering calls, real life PDR calls. And the, uh, you know, he talked about the different, you know, he, he, he just was, he's really smooth, man. And I learned a lot from listening to him, you know, and to know when, you know, to punt a, a job that is not, that is not a good fit for you, for example, you know, and, or when, you know, how to, give them a, an idea of the price over the phone after asking questions and gathering information. You slow down that process. Yeah. And honestly, that helped me because I can, I can get that all that out in three minutes now. Listen, I, I'm going to, okay, here, here's, here's my thing. And we know Keith is a very good person on the phone. I think what happens though, ladies and gentlemen, you have to develop your own style, how you're going to interact with your customers or your clients. Really, to be honest with you, you have to have skills both ways on the phone 
and nowadays text messaging because I feel like more people want to text now these days than get on the phone. And would you agree, Joe? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So your skills, to be honest with you, you have to be somewhat good at everything. But I think you you will become better at one or the other. At you know, yeah. and Keith got to get on the phone. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that rather talk to you on the phone, especially if it's going to come down to pricing or how you're going to explain it. And I don't blame right. it. Maybe I want to talk to somebody too. Hey, I'm going to drop 500, 600 or a thousand dollars much. I, I, I guess I want to talk to the person. I just want to see, you know, yes. what's where they're coming from. Well, um, yeah, you get a feel for somebody's energy too. And that yeah. works both ways. Yeah. So when they come to my shop, you know, that's, and that's a, like I said, it's almost a done deal though, when they come to the shop because yeah, they, they know me, I'm genuine. Look, again, a lot of people have already done their research when they, when they choose your company, you guys. Like, don't assume that they're just cold calling you. They've already probably looked into you a little bit longer than you thought, a little deeper. So yeah. they, they want to make sure before I make that phone call, I'm going to take a look at the reviews and social media, and let's just see. So they, they, like I said, they have an idea that they, they want to use you, but it's they want to get that final impression that you are the right choice. Right. And that's, that's the beauty of the internet, you know, is because for those of us who are mobile and don't have an awesome uh, facility like you have state of the art. And, I mean, that sells it. I bet, you know, so well, Mike, you know, but that's not the only thing there that yeah. you, again, going back to like those of us who are mobile, we try and create that little ecosystem you know, online, like a little world. Like I want them to go to denevo.com, which I've, I've admitted to you, my SEO is shit, you know, it, I, because I just have focused on so many other different things that that was in the back burner. And maybe that, that was a mistake, but they, they can still find me and they find me through Google, my business and, 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 you know, and my website's there, you know, but, I want to create like an experience for them and a little world for them to go into and, and just explore PDR and what's, what's possible with it. And, and that's, what's beautiful about the internet and social media and all that, because it's like having a, a shop, you know, you're, you're giving them a, that's a window to your little world. That's right. Know? And I think you nailed, you, you said another key word is you want to give them an experience, you know, that take them on a journey from one thing to the other. That's why social media is so important. That's why you just don't leave it alone. You don't not put effort into your business. I, I'm, I'm going to say it again, ladies and gentlemen, if you ain't freaking excited about your own company, neither will your customer about using you. So yeah. get damn excited yeah. about it, man. Get motivated. Right. Don't be hating on people who are getting better pricing. That should be motivating you. That should be inspiring you. That should be like getting your ass in gear. And going out there and getting yours too, because you have to justify the value of your service. You are definitely worth it, ladies and gentlemen. Stop underselling yourself and start believing. Because the moment you have that attitude adjustment, well, look at you. You'll see, you'll see clients starting to want to book with you. I'm telling you, I'm not going to bullcrap you guys. I'm not telling, I'm not, I'm not, I don't. I was just like you guys saying the same thing. I'll never get pricing like that. 
Remember, when you hear people, not just in PDR world, when you hear people saying, I can't, those, the, that one word, can't, that's like, that, that is like the worst thing you could say to yourself or have some, or someone say that to themselves. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I feel for, I, I feel for that though, because I've been that guy, you know, and, um, you know, you, you since we've been having these conversations with that, which I value very much, I've told you that, Mike, you've caught me at a point in my career where I'm like hyper focused on PDR and the value of it. And I, you know, I touched on that in prior conversations about how I've got the rug pulled out from under me because I was dealing with the wrong clientele. And I still, you know, and that, that was very recent, you know, that was, that was a little over a year ago and I'm still dealing with the repercussions, but I'm surviving, man. And, and I would say thriving and I'm not where I want to be exactly yet. I'm, I'm admitting that, but I'm on the track to that because I feel like by being honest with the pricing and by getting those jobs and the, everyone that I get, it just, it just confirms it more that the, the consumers do value this on this level. No, it's not everybody, but they're, they're out there and they do value that kind of quality and, and they'll pay it. Joe, let me, let me, let me, let me ask a really important question though. Okay. What changed that you got out of the rut? What, what was the thing that changed and put the wind back in your sail? Was it, was it, was, tell me the main thing that, that really got you back on your feet. You took, you dusted the friggin' dusted yourself off and got back on that horse. Um, it was that I, I knew that people would pay that because I, I had experienced people paying $2,000 tickets and more for PDR for one panel. And that was after meeting Paul Corden at the advanced skills seminar way back when. And he gave me a huge tool to, to, to work from, you know, this, this guide, I was already an expensive guy for retail. So I was struggling a little bit in justifying the prices. And then I also had dealer clients that I was, I kind of, I allowed myself to work that realm and basically be commoditized because that you're only worth, you know, whatever, whatever the going rate is to some extent in that world. But I, to answer your question, I, I did have, I, you know, we all would get those. And, and here's something that your listeners can use. All right. If they're struggling to get the pricing, anytime you get a dent that, you know, you know, damn well, it's going to take you maybe even two days to do. And if you want to get, if you want to really challenge yourself, maybe, maybe you, again, I'm talking to your listeners. Maybe you see a dent that you know it can be done with PDR because you've seen Mike's videos or, or whoever's videos, but you don't think you can do it. I would encourage you to talk to the client be honest with them or the prospect rather, because they're not a client yet. They're just a prospect. Be honest 
with them that you're not sure if this will come out, but you're willing to try it. And if so, here's how we price it. And use all the factors that are available in your guide or your price event or whatever guide you're using and just price it to the max. You have nothing to lose at that point. Now, do you, when you do something, when you're in that kind of position though, Joe, do you, do you like, okay, if I get it out of this percentage, it's going to be this much, or if I can't get it out this much, but I spent this much, so much time on it, are you, are you taking out some of those factors or the, are you like, someone asked me too, and and I'll let you answer that question real quick, but if my, someone says, like I, one of my texts, sorry, a couple of my texts said, well, Mike, I charged, I, I can only get it 80%. So I lowered the customer, the cost. I said, how much did you lower it? Well, I gave him 50% off. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. You're telling yeah. me that you got it 80%, but you gave him 50% off? Yeah. How does that make sense? Why didn't you just give him 20% off of the, off of the ticket? Yeah. I, I didn't think like that. What, right. what, are, you, what are you doing? So, so anyways, go, so going back to your well, question. What, what do you, well, you know, my, my answer is kind of, it's convoluted because I'm all in, dude. With the, I was all in before all this, like, renaissance of PDR. I was all in on trying to make, uh, uh, do as great of a job as I could. And, and in failing, I was willing to fail miserably, and I have failed miserably at times. And, and I also experimented a lot on used cars quite frankly yeah, you know I, i've drilled my share of holes man come on you know but the thing is, is i i had the confidence to take on those jobs and i'm not i'm not bragging here but i'm saying that it's kind of a hard question to answer because like i was running i was wanting to break out of this cage that i'd put myself in of feeling constantly commoditized and being told literally mike i was told by some of these a-holes in the car business that like like you remember when the recession hit in 08 09 i had this used car manager he told me straight up i can't believe anybody's even using you guys anymore you know like i don't even know why you even have a job he said and i couldn't believe what he was saying to me like it's like you you can't you can't be serious, you know, like just yeah. how down they want to grind you down to nothing. You know, that's what the world will do if you allow it, that they'll, everybody wants to reduce you to cheap labor and you have to be defiant. You have to just say, no, uh-uh. I'm not going to be reduced to cheap labor. Well, this is, I, and I get it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, touch a base on that too as well too um but joe if you if you don't mind can you can you answer that question do you do you if you if you tell a customer in that situation and you're saying hey i can you know i don't think i can get out all the way do you give them a do you give them a, a, a tier pricing if you get it cer- no. a certain percentage or you just, it's all or nothing no no it's all or nothing man because i'll tell them look this is i here's what i will throw out there if I think it's a better candidate for the body shop, I'll let them know. Okay. So in other words, if I can only get that repair to 90% or whatever, 
or just improve it, I'll just say, because what's 90%, you know? That's relative, right? Yeah. So if I, if I can only improve the repair, I'll let them know straight up, look, this, is, this should go to the body shop, whether it's because there's damaged paint or because if there's structural damage, I'll, I'll say, no, I don't, I don't really want it. Unless it's tiny, minor structural damage in a door or something. I mean, but even that, that's kind of iffy. We can talk more about that another time. But if it's got shit paint, if it's you know chipped, cracked, or whatever, um, if it's something that I know is on a body line, and I know I can only get it to a certain level. Like let's say it's really deep and, and bad and just big smash. I'm gonna let them know, and I, I think, um, gosh, what do they call this? There's a, a sales. I'm not a salesy guy, by the way, but I've read all that stuff and I've learned a lot from those guys, and. There was a guy, uh, Robert Cialdini, Cialdini, I think, and he had a book called Persuasion, and he talks about. Gosh, I wish he would. I wish I could remember exactly what he called this close, but basically he said, like you lead in with uh, with a negative about your service, okay? And here's what you could do: you could say, "Look, I think this is a better candidate." candidate for the body shop because this this and this but let's say you really want the job because you know you can improve it you know it's not gonna be perfect but you know you can improve it and you've already kind of gotten a feel from the customer that they they have you know they they don't want to go to the body shop either right so you lay it in with say look i think this is a better candidate candidate for the body shop because of this because this paint is damaged and because this here is not going to be perfect if i do it and, you know, but here's what we can do to improve it. And you're going to expect imperfection here. I'll do my best to try and make it perfect, but there's no such thing as perfection. We all know that. And th realistically, this is not going to be perfect. So if you do want us to do that, this is what it would cost. And I don't give any discounts for that. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's what I wanted to know. I wanted to see where, where you're thinking. So you're pretty much going into a repair thinking that it's not going to come out perfect, but here's my price. Is that what you're trying yes. to, is that how you set it up for them? Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I okay. mean, and, and, you know, and that's not to say I don't ever give discounts because I, I do. I mean, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it could be because they don't, let's say they, in a case where you could make it factory spec, right? but they only are concerned about this wave right here and suddenly you know your price for the whole door was this was x but they were only concerned about this over here and so then you give them a price just to fix that now here's the tricky part is that if you want to be a reputable company and keep your reputation uh good you have to have certain standards of to what you're willing to consider an improvement repair and and what you you should be walking away from because you also don't want to you don't want to leave something looking crappy either because yeah, your name no. on it hell no right yeah right and and also i'm never trying like that's what's beautiful about pdr is that there's, there's so much value to to doing it this way even though there's some people that just will never see it that way they just those are the price buyers that we've talked about in the past and they're never you just got to walk away from that person but when I say, you know, you're leading in with the, the negative 
in those cases where it's, you know it's only going to be an improvement repair. I'm not. I'm also not saying to take advantage of a person or, or manipulate them because that's the part of sales salesy shit that I don't like. Yeah. Because I don't. I, I don't like it because it doesn't make me feel good about myself if, if I ever use those tactics. But also, it it's not necessary because this is such a friggin' gr- high value method. Even I, I agree. Ninety percent. You know. I agree. Now, real quick, we're gonna touch this and we're gonna get into NTE because now, do you are you are you a rapid PDR repair tech, or I or do you use that that technique where you have a big, large dent and cold glue can be an option where it's going to take 50 to 80% of that dent out. Do you give them a separate price for that? And then one, and then another price for the whole shenanigan or not? not generally not. I, I stay away from using that as a pitch or uh, to try and get their business. But I mentioned the Camry that I gave a, a quote on the other day, um, and I, where I did mention him because I, I wanted to hear what he wanted a price through text. Uh-huh. And I knew that if I just shot him a price through text, it would be the price for the kind of repairs that I want to do. And that would have given him thicker shock and he would have bolted or give me a negative review because, because I was outrageously priced, but you have to put it in the context. So I did talk to him and kind of listen to what he had to say. And, he said he doesn't necessarily need it to be perfect, but he wants it to be, you know, he wants this out. And I said, well, we can, we can do a, a reduced cost repair, which would run between X and X. And this is what you would expect when we're done. So, yeah, I guess to answer your question, I do uh, what you'd call rapid repairs, but I don't really, I don't enjoy necessarily doing them, you know, but sometimes you know, that's what the person wants. And if, if I can make it to a level that I'm happy with, that I don't think is going to look, make, again, make my name look bad because the neighbor looks at it and says, hey, what's going on with your door there? Well, I had Den Evo come in, you know, rapid repair my <laughs> door, you know? I, I don't, honestly, Joe, I don't think that's, it. for me personally, it's, it's, it's been a really good option, man, because, um, you know, a lot of customers, I, you know, it, it, it they just, they, there are a lot of customers just want it somewhat better. And, yeah. and who am I to judge what kind of customer? Cause I, I was the type of would, would just hit them with one big price, assuming that they want it out all the way, you know? Yeah. And then you, you end up uh, not working, right? You got to oh, feed your family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, but but anyways, that's another topic too as well. We can go, we can follow up on that, but I'd like to get into MTE. Yeah. What do you think, dude? Yeah, for sure, man. And this is, as always, we, I, I hope you guys appreciate this, uh, these podcasts. If you see value in this podcast, do us a favor, please go to Dent Time PDR and, and, and give, give your thoughts, give us a review. If you don't like it, let us know why. If you do like it, please support uh, the podcast and it just really kind of inspires us to keep doing what we do and what we love so i'd greatly appreciate if you would do that joe i did see your review there buddy (laughs) so thank you for the review how do you know that was me oh just a little hint (laughs) (laughs) all right man cool um so mte listen we're right in the middle of this second they call it round or whatever on top of a round 
here this what is it this it's december right now obviously december by the time you're hearing this it'll be december 24th near christmas eve and so mtv mte is still supp- uh, supposedly having it in february in in orlando and before i give you my thoughts joe are you are you were you considering going or if you are not no i'm i'm not going and uh a lot of it has to do with the, the pandemic you know i i think it's just better to lay low you know but at the same time i uh i have my feelings about mt i think it's really good really good for our industry but i went to several for years and i learned a lot and now it's time for me to take action on a lot that I've learned from, from those. And, and, you know, that's where I'm at. Interesting, so yeah. That's why you haven't seen me at the last couple MTEs. What do you mean by you're taking action, dude? What do you mean like that? Action uh, means like well, you don't, you're not going to go or are you like, is that why? I mean, besides, besides the, like, let's say there was no COVID. Would you go again this year? Yeah, I, I think I would. I, and in fact, I might go to Vegas if, if they have it. You, you better. I'm gonna go gonna pick have... you up, dude. You better friggin' go to Vegas. You know what, dude? I want to. I want to take a stab at the Den Olympics again, and I have kind of a, a crazy tool idea. I mentioned to you about it, and like I was always too slow for the the Den Olympics, you know. And or I'd or I'd hack it up because I go too fast, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I, I think I might have found a, in theory, <laughs> a great equalizer on that deep little fucker of a dent on that door <laughs> tell us how you really feel dude <laughs> so. yeah and so i, I want to just beat the dent you know and uh i guess i'll figure out the, the other two well that, that's another yet. podcast i want to hear I that would. i want to hear your theory if you're willing to share it dude. yeah not, um, not now i mean I'm, you, you, yeah, like, okay. you think about it think about it okay because i want that All to right. be another like when let's just talk about before like for people who were Thinking about gonna gonna go in the dental Olympics, so I want to hear your your thoughts about it. I haven't been in the dental Olympics since honestly since Clearwater, dude, back in the day, day. So that was um, like only sixteen contestants, I think, back then, or twenty five back then, dude. Um, yeah. That, but anyways, yeah, using like uh, like hammers and or stones and sticks and stones. Yeah, huh? yeah, exactly, exactly. I got a problem with this microphone. I hate this microphone. See, it's cutting down on me, dude. Uh, I got to turn down this threshold or something. Um, so, all right. So, so basically you're not going because of the COVID situation and for good reason, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But when I say, you know, yeah, for good reason, I, I think it's, it's real, dude. There's people, you know, you know, I, I don't want to get into it, but I mean, there's some people who have been lost, you know, with it. So I, I think, you know, just to lay low, but going back to like what I was talking about, taking action on the stuff that I've learned from MTE. Like I, I think, uh, cause I learned a lot of valuable information and, uh, a lot of it having to do with, with, you know, what we talk about pricing and, and also communicating to the public, the consumers about PDR. And a lot of this stuff, I'm only now taking action on it, believe it or not. And I'm seeing the results. Uh, and both good and bad too, because you know the results are you know you you 
you know, you're getting paid more per job, but you're also losing opportunities from the people that don't want to pay that much. But anyway, we talked about that already, but that's what I mean by taking action. Um, I do enjoy the camaraderie yeah. and stuff too, you know, um, and I, I think it's vital for, for our industry. It really yeah. is. Well, by no means, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know I'm one of the biggest supporters of MTE and you know, I, I, I'm going to be quite frank with you guys. I, I don't think I'm going to make it this year. I just, I, I don't think I'm going to go. And I'm right there with Joe. You know, I've, I have to, you know, th- this thing isn't going away. It's not just because it's 2021's coming, you know, coming. It's all of a sudden it's done. Okay. Well, 2020, we, we can wrap that up. It's not going to be that simple. And I know, and I respect, you know, a lot of my friends, you know, and you too, Joe, I mean, we have friends in the PDR industry that they think otherwise they're going to be there no matter what, you know, uh, thick or thin, they're going to be, they're going to show up. And I think that's fantastic. I just, I just think there, there's, for me personally, is that the benefits of going versus the cons it's just right now the cons kind of outweigh the benefits of me personally going and, and bringing my family or bringing my wife and i'm um, just and in the lack of i spoke to a couple more vendors i'm not going to put their names out there but i spoke to another couple vendors dude and they're not going there's just some major vendors so yeah. i know i know 25 percent or more Maybe high, you know, maybe maybe third, maybe close to 50 percent is the reason why people go. I think the other half is because of the camaraderie, and right. I just it, it's just a weird situation right now, you know, about how it's going to be, and and I know it's going to be an awesome venue where it's at, but I, I just I, I don't unless something drastically changes. But I, I just don't see it happening right now for, for me going. Uh, February, yeah. what is it? Is it it's early February? Is that what it is? Super Bowl weekend, so, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I and, and by no means, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to discourage you from not going. I'm not trying to make it a downer. You know, I'm just, you know, a lot of people ask me and I have a, you know, I, I, this is a podcast and I'm just kind of giving you guys my thoughts. And some people are very surprised. I've heard people ask me, wow, you're not going to go. No, man, because yeah. look at the circumstances. I, I just, I, I just. Yeah. Well, you know, man, I, when I heard you weren't going, I was like, I was just as surprised. I was like, wow. You know, <laughs> you haven't missed one since Clearwater. Since it was. I haven't. Me and Vince. I think Vince yeah, is gonna, Vince will be there thick and thin. I know Anson's going to be there. You know, Anson shows up yeah. no matter what, dude. Um, I know. I think A one's going to be there, but I haven't heard. I mean, there's a lot of other ones beyond that. I, I can vouch yeah. Ultra's not going to be there. Um, right. There's there's just a, a, a uh, some good big companies that, that aren't going to be there. Well, I, I I'm not going to get in trouble, but I know off the top of my head. Stucky Tool's not going to be there. Carbon Tech's not going to be there. Blem's not going to be there. Ultra's not going to be there. I don't know if Elimident's going to be there. Um, I know a. I know possibly probably A1. I haven't heard any confirmed or anything like that from there. I haven't asked them. And I know Ants is going to be there for sure if it's going to yeah. happen. You know, man, I mean, maybe it, it, this might be the best MTE 
ever because it's if it's not that crowded and there's still those are all really yeah great quality vendors that you mentioned and this is a great opportunity for somebody who's willing to take that risk and and uh who's you know who wants to see you know get their hands on those that equipment so you know and then also maybe it's another maybe there's an opportunity to opportunity to reinvent the whole expo thing you know like i was thinking about that after uh you know we had a meet up a while back and and uh you know the our core group of of uh you know really kick-ass professionals you know all of them really high level in their in their own unique ways and um i really think i can see I started thinking after, like, what if MTE, instead of being this big hall full of, full of, uh, you know, booths and just, just people everywhere, you know, obviously it's going to be different. You know, they're going to be like, yeah, they're not going to be able to have people everywhere. They're going to, it's going to be like very, that's another challenge, right? Because, uh, you know, you're going to be wearing masks, which is not a problem. I mean, everywhere we, we go everywhere now with masks. That's not a problem. Um, it's, but how's the, how, how's the distance thing going to work? You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you know, uh, MTE is about wall to wall people. And I don't know, just, it, I just can't picture it, dude. I'm like trying to picture how they're going to do it. I, I honestly, I'm pretty surprised that MTV, MTE hasn't canceled it yet. I'm just, I'm pretty surprised about that so far. I'm kind of a little bit taken back on it. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I can imagine they're, they're, they're probably wrestling with that idea right as we speak. You, you're probably right. You're, you're probably right. I'm, and like, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not, I'm not discouraging you. I'm not trying to purposely discourage you and tell you, you know, going is the right thing or wrong thing to do. I'm just telling you, and Joe's expressing why he's not going. I'm saying I, I'm not, I'm considering I'm not, it's not locked in, I'm, but I'm leaning more than I'm not going to be going. So yeah. it's not a for sure thing, but it's going to be very well, hard to, to kind of, picture how they're going to do that and and the attendance i i don't know how the attendance is going to be yeah i'm the last guy who who should really be sharing my opinion anyway on on mte because i am an outsider and, and i i like that being able to have that freedom to be an outsider and but the thing is um I have gotten so much value from, from MTE and, and I met all you guys for crying out loud and, and a lot of great friends that, that through it and, and learned a lot too. And, and, you know, it goes back full circle, this whole conversation, because, you know, you're talking about the guy you initially started talking about the guy that, you know, was struggling and, and isolated and, you know, MTE pretty breaks us all out of our, our shell, out of our bubble. And you get to, to, see how other people do things and that's that's valuable man we, we learn so much that way um that's I'm, right that's right i mean i'm kind of excited let's not let's not let's not forget about that you're right that good good way to re, uh bring that up because if there was no mt mte i thought oh, i see mtv every time uh, mte <laughs> where, where do you for most of you who listen, most of you listen to this podcast have been to MTE, but where do you think 
do you think you'd still be where you're at without it or without listening to podcasts or without watching YouTube videos or I'm just, just think about your, your learning experience and your interaction with people and your fears. Think about this. Let's put it in more perspective. All the fears that you had in your head that you did this false insecurity with things. How did you get over it? You think about it in your head, right? And MTE was one of the, the main things that helped you get over that if you went. Wow, that wasn't bad. That guy's actually a real nice guy, man. I didn't know that. Wow. I, I met, and it creates opportunity. It's created opportunity for me tons, which I know created hundreds of thousands of you guys out there who attended. Right, John? I mean, look at you. You went there. I met you for the first time and you live literally an hour and a half away from me. And I had right. to meet you there at MTE in Florida yeah. before right. I met you in, in, in our own county or area. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. And same thing with Vince too. That's when I'm, I, in fact, I remember when I met you guys, cause I was, I was literally walking into go and do my dent in the dental Olympics. And I had my light, I had to bring my whole light and everything because, uh, you know, they, the, there weren't a lot of good line board, uh, lights yet, you know, yeah. like mine was custom and, and uh, so you saw my light, and you're like, "Whoa!" And, and then Vince saw my—I uh, think he saw my motorcycle grip on my uh, on my light. It's like an orange grip. And I saw him looking. His he was he was eyeballing that, you know. And and I found out later he was a motorcycle guy. And anyway, we we started talking, and uh, and that's when we met. And I thought it was cool, man. And it was uh, I. I think there's something to that, dude. There, there's a little bit of magic there. There is. And I think MTE, MTE has an opportunity now to reinvent and even make that even better. And I don't know how they're going to do that. But I personally, they, my take is just like, you know, and I know they got not just thousands, probably millions of dollars invested into this, this Orlando one, you know, but I really yeah. think Vegas is going to be the one. I really do. I think so. Yeah. Because people are, you know, people already, who I'm talking to, already want, who haven't been to Vegas last year, already thinking about wanting to go to Vegas, you know, this particular year. If yeah. all goes well, which I'm sure it will. I'm pretty optimistic about how it'll turn out, you know. Um, it's been a weird, weird, a weird year. And here's what's crazy about with all of us guys, you know, ladies and gentlemen, is that we, for most of us that I've talked to, and I'm, and I'm not bloating or anything, I'm just saying that most of us have had a pretty decent year considering the circumstances. Um, but what's really been taking a toll is the personal contact, the traveling the vacations that are taken away from us ourselves, the things, the dining, the going to and from, but mainly the connections. And that's what's really puts a damper and you don't realize it until you are isolated. And that's all basically what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. It's just, it's been a real crappy part of the year for that under those circumstances and it makes you not really enjoy 
what you what you've earned. But I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, and some of you might have listened to this, and some of you may have been really infected or known a family member who's been affected, and hopefully not any worse than that. But we have to thank ourselves for our family, our health, and um, everything else, and and we're gonna get over it, and and we'll have another MTE, and we'll have that camaraderie sooner than we think. It's Christmas Eve, Christmas, New Year's. It'll be 2021, maybe by the time you listen to this. And I want to wish you guys the best, the very best, very best. I know Joe does too. And I don't want this to be a downer, you guys. I just don't don't want it to. I, I want you guys going in there and don't stop what you're doing. Have goals and be motivated and... And believe in yourself. I have to tell you that tons of times. And you guys, when I see you, I want to hear that. You believe in yourself because that's where it starts, right then and there. And no, right. either you can feel sorry for yourself or you don't. And you get up there and you do your thing. So I, I can't tell you guys how many times, and you heard me say this before, when my, when my sister passed away, my mom passed away, and I got a divorce all within four years. What do you think? That's suicidal right there. I could either f- feel sorry for myself or I could help myself. So I chose to help myself, and that's what you guys need to do. So here's to 2021. Let's go. Let's go for it. Let's get at it. Joe, you want to add right. anything to that, dude? All right. It was very well said, Mike. I think that, that you said it better than I could ever say it. So let this be, uh, uh, you know, positive and keep pushing forward and sometimes be defiant. You know, don't let anybody try and cut you down no. and tell you that you're cheap labor because you got to walk away from that person. But you also have to do your homework and understand what you're what you're offering and understand the value of it and you got to demonstrate that value as, as well as you can um and let's do that together and uh happy new year merry christmas and we'll we'll see you on the other side and joe thanks again for another very cool epic podcast here and i mean it guys get out there like get out there man stay focused man and get out there man so happy merry christmas happy hanukkah and happy new year. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks, Mike. Yo, Christmas Eve.